On today's show, why do the Dallas Mavericks keep getting destroyed by the Denver Nuggets? Is there something we can learn here? Plus, should the Mavericks take any notes by how Denver has built their team by way of chemistry instead of just making a bunch of moves? We'll talk about that and more coming up on today's Locked on Mavs. I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked on Mavericks. don't believe you shouldn't be here. Loyalty never fades away. And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member and NBA channel manager for the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for being part of the show and making Locked On Mavs your first listen today, where the best way you can help us grow the show is to listen every day, leave a five-star review, like the video, and comment anything below. Let us know in the comment section what's one thing you want the Mavericks to change going forward for this team. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, use the code LOCKEDONNBA for $20 off your first purchase. And joining me, the post-game prodigy. What you got for me, Slightly Biased? Yawn. That game is so boring. Just a brutal one. <laughs> a slog. A tough a tough one to get through. So if you didn't yeah. get through it, we'll tell you everything you need to know about, the, about that game and talk about the Mavs. And I, I do want to talk about the Denver's chemistry because I listened to the Nug Locked On Nuggets pretty much all summer talk about Denver building this culture of winning and this, this championship culture and how they built this and how they, you know, made you know, one move stacked on top of another. And it feels like sometimes the Mavericks, their moves are just tear it all down, build it all up. Luke, you have Luca Porzingis. All right, we build it all up from, from nothing. And you tear it all down when Porzingis leaves and you build it back up with Luca and Brunson and then Brunson leaves and you tear it all down and then you build it back up when you go get Kyrie. It's like, just yeah. feels like this. Like there are different, it feels like they've been five or six different teams with Luca. And so I want to get into that, but let's start with, let's start with just Luca is just on another level right now. This is his 11th straight game of 30 points or more. He has 38 points, 11 boards, eight assists in this one. Could have had a lot, a lot more assists if anybody yeah. had any threes. Mavs were 13 of 38, but he's just on another level. And when they allow, when they like drop and they allow him to get to that little, you know, like mini mid range, I almost want to call it like the, like the 10 to 12 feet kind of range where he can just hit yeah. a floater or post up somebody. He's just been lethal in that spot. And that's something he was good at a couple years ago. But the last few years that that part of his game has kind of separate, like, like left him and it's completely back now. He's been so good in that area. Yeah, and he's been shooting. The, I know his three-point percentage has dipped a little bit, but he was he shot well tonight. And when he's shooting well, it's just he's an impossible cover because he's also aggressive, especially, you know, in the past couple of weeks. Aggressive, like you said, getting to his spots. And, yeah, he could. I mean, he was out there stab padding. There's no toys around it. He was trying to get a 40-point <laughs> double-double, and they just could not make anything towards the end of the game there. Oh. Just, I felt so bad for Omax. He's wide open in the corner. Luca throws that that over the shoulder, like over one shoulder pass that he's been doing. Yeah. That, if if you watch the maps for the first time, you'd look at that pass and be like, "Who is this? Is this Pete Maravich? Like, who is this Magic Johnson? Like, who am I watching yeah. right now?" That's a once a gamer at least, and he's been doing it. Like, yeah, he's been doing it at least once a game. But yeah, Omax completely misses that shot. Oh dang, that would have yeah. been his ninth assist. It was a bit of a rough Omax one. Uh, tough one, tough one for pretty much everybody except for yeah. Luca. And so that's why we're here. I hit three turnovers for Luca too, but he was a minus twenty nine. It just felt like it felt to me. That second quarter, you start the second quarter, and it's Luca, Curry, Tim Hardaway, Omax, Grant Williams. They went with smaller, smaller units, which is something I asked for before the game. Uh, I did an episode about the Portland Trailblazers game earlier today, and then I also talked about the Isaiah Stewart rumor on that episode too. So if you want to hear about that, go listen to the episode right before this one. 
on whatever feed you're listening, watching this on. But they start that second quarter with that group. Luca's on the court, and there's no Denver starters out. It, like, none of them are on the court. They have this full bench unit out there. And I go, okay, this is where they need to pick up some ground. They're down by eight to start that quarter. They get it to within two. And then the Denver bench, like, kicks it up to a 10-point lead at, yeah. the, like, at like, eight-minute mark. And you go, okay, wow, if the Denver bench is beating you in the Luka minutes, like, this is just not going to be good. And so I just spent the whole rest of the game waiting for Denver to just, like, you know, clear, you know, just like, yeah. just take the lead and move because they, they, they were just seemed like they were just circling around and waiting for a moment, like waiting for a moment to strike almost. It was like a venomous snake, just like hanging out and hanging out and hanging out. And they're just going to bite you and you're going to die. And then, yeah. they, and then yeah. they, and then they did. The Mavericks did die. Yeah. They were, <laughs> I mean, Reggie Jackson was going crazy. It just was not, I mean, obviously this is the mash unit Dallas Mavericks, but if the Nuggets play like how they played tonight, where Jokic doesn't even like, doesn't even have to do anything. It wasn't even necessarily that <laughs> Jokic like had that. a bad game. Like the Mavericks were doubling him every time he caught the ball, like in the post, he was getting doubled immediately. And uh, but he just he didn't need to do anything. Like it wasn't like he played poorly or made wrong decisions. He just gave the ball to Aaron Gordon. Aaron Gordon was unstoppable. Jamal Murray hit tough shot after tough shot after tough shot. And then yeah, the the non Jokic minutes that you need to win if you want to beat this Nuggets team, especially the, like full health Nuggets team, you have to win those minutes convincingly. Reggie Jackson just goes nuclear. I mean, you're like, there's not a lot of teams in the league that are beating the Nuggets how they played tonight, period. I mean, they just won the finals, let alone this mass unit maps team. They beat everybody. Yeah, they literally <laughs> just beat, nobody just beat them. <laughs> At least last. I want to, I know I'm getting this wrong, but I'm just going to say it anyways. Um, I'm pretty sure I, I heard somebody say after the Rockets beat the Nuggets earlier this year, that it was the first time that starting five had lost at home to a Western Conference team. Whoa. Which I, 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 I thought was crazy, but I thought about it. Like they got KCP last year, and Jamal Murray was kind of late coming back. So I, I wonder how many games that even has been. But that's still crazy. It, again, that stat could be totally wrong, but I saw someone say it on Twitter. So uh, it, Maybe I can text Adam Mars and see if he'll answer me in the, <laughs> in the middle. Yeah. He's probably live right now, but yeah, uh, yeah that, it's, it sounds right, though. It's like one of those stats, like a wilt stat. It just, you know, if it comes up, it sounds right because, yeah, yeah. This, this team just doesn't lose certain games like this. They've built this culture, and we'll talk about that a little bit later, but it felt like to me that second quarter run at the beginning without any starters in was just a catalyst. And, yeah, Jokic, he scored eight points in this game. If Luka ever scores eight points, the Mavs just don't win the game. Well, Luka got hurt in the game. Knock on glass. Like if Luca scores under ten points, he he's he did not play in the game. He either got ejected for as physically assaulting a ref, or he got injured. How about Jokic with eight points and they have a hundred and thirty five offensive rating, which means that's the Mavericks defensive rating too. Like that that doesn't happen either for the yeah. Mavericks. You even go back to that like even that Bulls game where we go, Oh, it's just his worst game ever. He scored eighteen points in that one. Like Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's what I'm saying. Like it like if all the others are beating you like that and Jokic doesn't even need to do anything, it's just an impossible team to build. Damn near an impossible team to beat. What do you make of him getting hit in the mouth twice at the beginning of the game, both on defense? He got elbowed in the, the mouth by Aaron Gordon on a defensive play. Uh, one of, one play earlier where he stood up Aaron Gordon on defense, and that was, that was a good moment to see for Luka. But then another moment where he gets hit in the jaw and he starts bleeding right after that and just not getting calls. It felt like it was... It felt like it was what he was going to get that whole game. Even though he hit, he was up for 10 free throws. just felt like they were letting a lot of stuff go. Yeah, the, the Aaron Gordon one, I could kind of see missing because it was just yeah. kind of a the way that he went up. Like, I could see just missing that. 
But the the Strother one, right? That's who it was on, wasn't it? Was it Strother? I think so. I think you're right. I mean, that one was an egregious missed call. The ref was standing literally right in front. Luca gets elbowed. They have to stop play because he's, he's bleeding. bleeding. <laughs> that should that should just immediately be like, hey, we missed a call. We're having to stop play because he's bleeding. So clearly, he got hit in the face. This is a foul. They. I- I, they haven't done that in the NBA as often as as you'd think that they would to like review because they got hit in the head. But the, in the WNBA, I'm wearing WNBA hoodie right now. They every Wings game I went to, if someone even got like maybe got hit in the head, they stopped play and went and reviewed. It felt like they were way more cognizant of those types of plays in the W than they are in the, in the NBA so far. Because yeah, he gets hit right in the mouth. Maybe they don't count the mouth as part of the face. Maybe, yeah, maybe. Are, are maybe they, it's maybe not part of thought, the head. Well, it was inadvertent. No, that was a foul. Ten times out of ten. And again, if someone, if you have to stop play because of a no call and someone's bleeding, you messed up badly. And you should immediately be like, okay, sorry, we messed up. That was a foul. To me, it's also part of the reputation of Luca. He's gotten a reputation with these refs that he's going to complain and flop and, you know, do, he's gotten flop fines this year and, and all that. And he's built up sort of this reputation that like, all right, now you're paying, you're paying for it <laughs> in a way with, with some of these ref crews. That's just so brutal, especially the way Luca plays, how physical he is. And, and again, I don't think it was like egregious tonight or anything like that. But that that one, no, not over, that one not overall. Bad. I didn't think it was. But but getting hit in the face twice to me was like, okay, I had two nickels. You know, I got two nickels. It's weird that it happened twice. But yeah, <laughs> still happened. Uh, but so the fouls weren't were getting called his way necessarily early on. It felt like it was. Uh, it felt like he was trying to get certain things going, and it was really just all on Luca at the beginning of this yeah. game. Uh, so coming up, let's talk about some of the other guys. Grant Williams. Can the Mavericks get more from him? Derek Jones Jr., can the Mavericks get, you know, anything else out of him or is Dante Exum? What does he need to bring now that the Mavericks are kind of relying on him? We'll talk about that and how we look at these role players differently now because of these injuries coming up. Today's episode brought to you by eBay Motors. eBay Motors has you covered with all kinds of car parts and things like that that you can get to help your ride. eBay Motors partners and have teamed up with Lockdown Fantasy Basketball, the GOAT host Josh Lloyd to bring you some of the best fantasy picks each week all season long. So if you're prepping for a daily draft, scouring the waiver wire, anything like that, you should check out Josh Lloyd's eBay Guaranteed Fit Fantasy Picks of the Week. One of his fantasy picks of the week is Grayson Allen. I'll pick Grayson Allen of the Suns. Bradley Beal is out again. Who saw that coming? Allen should see strong minutes with a nice increase usage role for the next few weeks. So if you're in daily fantasy, if you're doing something with fantasy, Check out Grayson Allen. See if he's available in your league or on the daily wire. Check that out. Josh Lloyd from Locked Up Fantasy Basketball is going to help you win your fantasy championship. eBay Motors knows that a championship team is about each player being a perfect fit like they are on the Nuggets. Same with your vehicle. So check out the 122 million parts that you can choose from for your car. Brake lights, LED headlights, uh, brake kits. <laughs> brake lights. <laughs> I guess brake lights. They have all that too. Brake lights, brake kits, LED headlights, roof rack, bumpers, whatever your car needs. eBay Motors has it. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or you get your money back. So keep your ride or die alive at eBay Motors. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Shut it down! Oh, Let's go Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us on Lockdown Maps, being part of the show, part of the Raccoon Squad, listening every day. Go check out the Lockdown Sports Today. Check out the show. It's on the feed, the Lockdown Sports Today YouTube channel. I'm on there today with Peter Bukowski talking about the Mavericks. He was interested in the Mavericks. I was like, even though they just got destroyed by like 30, he goes, yeah, yeah, come on the national show and talk about Luka because he's been that awesome. It's true. <laughs> Go check out that and then our live 24-7 feed. You can check out some great Lockdown shows, including Lockdown NBA. I'll be on there on uh, Wednesday, 
day. They're like Tuesday night. So I'll be on there then. All right, slightly. These role players, we've been giving them credit, right? Like we talked yeah. so glowingly about them. What was it? You and me after the, uh, what was it the Lakers game? We were just glowing about all these guys. X, um, you know, X going, give it to you. Grant Williams, you know, popped back up. And now a game like this, you look at them where you say, all right, Grant Williams, three of eight. And he scored seven points. Didn't get any steal, no assists, only three rebounds. Played 22 minutes. Only took two threes, really. Yeah. You've got Tim Hardaway Jr., three of 12 from the field, two of nine from three. Didn't really do a whole lot else. Did take another charge, which he's just <laughs> insanely, insanely good at. His, his, his maybe, maybe, hold on, maybe, maybe I should hide for the, his one defensive skill. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm back. Dante Exum, five of five from the field, hit one three, 11 points. He was their second leading scorer, only two assists. And I think that's a problem now because the Mavericks are kind of relying on him. What do you think about these role players and can the Mavericks get anything else out of them? Uh, Grant needs to play better. I mean, he's just he needs to start hitting shots, and that's just uh, that's just the reality. And that's tough to say because that's you know I, I still think he, his effort's still there. It's not like he's just yeah. checking out of games, but he just has to start hitting shots. That's just the reality of the situation at hand. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. is in a bit of a shooting slump. It is what it is. I mean, these guys are going to get in shooting slumps over the course of the season. That's just how it goes. Um, so the XM one is interesting to me though more than anything else because XM is perfect as like the the third guy right. next to Luca and Kyrie, and he can either the, play alongside the third those ball two. handler. I want to say yeah. that he's not like because some people cast him. I got a lot of like mailbag questions this weekend. As can it, because with with the rise of Exum, can he be the third star? I'm like, all right, let's let's put him into the role in the box that like he needs yeah. to fit into, like to limit these expectations a little bit for what he can be. Yeah, and to be clear, that's that whatever I said third guy, that's what I meant was the third ball yeah, handler. Yeah, yeah. But uh, like the third ball handler next to Luca and Kyrie, or the guy who can play, you know, off the bench with one of them or none of them. But uh, yeah, this, this sort of, he has to be the number two guy. You could just tell it's not, it's not who he is. Cause that means he needs to shoot more and he doesn't even like want to do that. And I respect that part <laughs> of his game, but like he has to in games like tonight. And what the reality is, is Jaden Hardy was supposed to be the guy who's like, he has that offensive upside and he has that scoring potential that if Kyrie misses time or Luca misses time, he steps in and, and he could fill the void and score points and do what we need him to do. Create, you know, create for himself and uh, him being, I mean, just not good at all to start this season has kind of hurt the Mavericks in some ways hasn't like tanked them or anything, obviously, but it, it hurts them in games like tonight where you needed another offensive guy and Hardy's just kind of been unplayable. It's weird that the Mavericks have gotten really good beginning of the seasons out of Derek Jones Jr. and Dante Exum and bad ones out of Hardy and Josh Green, right? The players that we kind of hyped yeah. up, or at least I did, <laughs> over the summer. I didn't think Hardy would, would would play that role. I didn't think Hardy would get a guaranteed spot. I thought the leap would come next year. You just look at guys across the league, the Jordan Pools, the Anthony Simons, the even the Tyrese Maxis, those types of guys, they all take a leap when they're like going – from 22 to 23. It's like either the third or fourth year in the league. They, it just seems like they all take that leap at the same time. And so I'm going to go off of that. I'm going to go off of yeah. like all those guys being the exact same and Hardy falling suit. The thing is, though, you're supposed to see consistency out of this season, and we're not seeing that at all. Or so like far. really anything. No. Like that's that's what – and I want him to be good so bad. He, sh he showed enough his rookie season where you're like, okay, for a second round – you know, a uh, young guy to come in like that and do some of the things he did. That's really encouraging. But uh, it's just like, you don't really even see those anymore. Like they're and, far, far and few between. 
And the the lack of a Tim Hardaway Jr. trade is a, a blessing in disguise in some ways for yeah. many of those reasons, right? Like Jaden Hardy would be in that role if the Tim Hardaway Jr. trade that we all thought, including himself, thought would happen. And Seth Curry would be playing a little bit more. He uh, he came in and then he only played like seven minutes in this game. I don't know what happened with him. Haven't seen yeah. any, haven't seen or heard any reports about him. But yeah, these role players, it just feels like the Mavericks are really running thin because they are right. They're missing so many guys in this game. No Kyrie, yeah. huge one. No Derek Lively, massive. No Josh Green. Max Maxi Kleba still out. Um, and so you just look across the board, and the Mavs are just they're just missing a ton of guys at at this point. And so you can't take any huge like takeaways from this one because Kyrie should be able to, to like help that, that offense. And Derek Lively will be able to, to come back and help the defense not give up. How many points at the rim did they give up? A trillion. <laughs> the Nuggets? Oh, my God. The Nuggets went 23 of 26 at the rim. Oh, man. That's, that's tough. I mean, I mean, to be fair, a lot of those were like uncontested layups, though. It wasn't like a lot of them were like having lively would have helped obviously, but some of the perimeter defense stuff was really bad. Tonight. Denver had 14 fast break points in the first quarter, 14 of their 28 points. And they finished the game with 32 points in the, in, you know, fast break. Yeah. And they so, got out and ran. They did. That was a, it, clearly a thing they were trying to do. It felt like the Mavericks. Uh, I said this to the subtext subscribers. Uh, Denver got you no know, Denver always outclasses the Mavericks. You yeah. Know, you look across, you know, talent. And then you look across the chemistry of what they have. And all that. And then also, I felt like the Mavericks, there's just no sense of urgency in this game because you know, I think they're tired. They've got the, yeah. you know, they're in Denver. And all of those can be excuses if you want them to be. And I think that they were tonight, I think that they were tonight for, for that team. They shouldn't be. But, hey, here that's where they are. It just didn't feel like they had that sense of urgency. You look at the difference between that, like, 30-0 run against the Thunder and what, how they played against the Nuggets tonight. Uh, even though they lost that Thunder game, you're like, that's just night and day a different team with a different sense of energy and urgency and like just like seeing who's in front of you and not just respecting who's in front of you but thinking you can win and yeah. going out and playing the way that you need to to win i mean even that loss to the timberwolves where they lost by a lot but they were like in it and yeah. competitive for most of the game but uh yeah i mean i don't we could sit here and talk about this role player needs to play better that role player needs to be better the nuggets are like outclassing pretty much every team in the league when they're fully healthy especially yeah. at home and they're def they, like you said, they outclass the Mavericks when they're healthy. Anyway, they're a better team than the Mavericks. I mean, I, if you needed us to tell you that, I don't. You you went into the season with way too high of expectations, and uh, they're much better than the mass unit Mavericks. I mean, that's just just I just don't think there's a lot to take away from games like these. I really don't. And so I want to look at this. What's the Mavs' path to matching a team like Denver or getting to a point where they're there? Should the Mavericks focus on building this chemistry and adding? maybe a piece to what they have instead of just ripping it all up and, tr and changing fundamentally what this team is. We'll talk about that and how Denver has done that coming up. Today's episode brought to you by Game Time. Game Time has all the tickets that you can go and check out. Go to gametime.co or download the app. They've got Lions at Cowboys tickets right now. You can go see what kind of tickets they have available for you. They got tickets for like a hundred bucks. You can go, you can go to a Cowboys game right there. There's all kinds of tickets at AT&T stadium. There's great stuff all around that too, that you can check out. Um, FC Barcelona is playing at the Cotton Bowl. Okay, now I'm, now I'm just looking for myself <laughs> at, this, at this point. Uh, they have tickets like midfield for like 300 bucks to go see Barcelona. That's pretty cool. So check out that. That's at the Cotton Bowl. It's over in Dallas. They have all kinds of other stuff too. Go check out Game Time. Use the code LOCKDOWNNBA for $20 off your first purchase. Create an account. Download, download the app. Create an account. Use that code LOCKDOWNNBA at Game Time to get your tickets too. 
all kinds of sporting events. They have concerts too. Nicki Minaj coming to the American Airlines Center. Fallout Boy, Pentatonics coming. I might, I might have to go check out that one. The uh, the hometown kids. All right, again, check it out. GameTime.co. Download the GameTime app today. Egging on the crowd. All right, slightly. The Denver Nuggets have built this championship culture. They won last year. They just keep building on, on what they have. And it felt like piece by piece they had the, the Jokic and, and Murray foundation, and they built on that year to year. Let's start here. Where do you think the Mavericks are in that process? <laughs> um, they have their Jokic. They do. That's a, that's a very big start. There's only yes, like three that's... teams in the league that can say they have that. Yeah. And um, one of them, the one of them, they're they're his teammate can't stop punching people. So true. But uh, it's hard to say where they are. Like the problem is Jamal Murray and Jokic for both young guys who got to grow and develop yeah. alongside one another. Kyrie's not young. So uh, that could probably should have been Brunson in hindsight, but it's now it's no longer Brunson. So uh, it's also different too. Cause the nuggets, <clears throat> Jesus. Got choked up. Every single person in Dallas is sick right now. I got choked up thinking about the Nuggets championship team. <laughs> I'm sick. I came home and I'm sick right now. You're sick right now. Isaac, like I talked to Isaac they've just, sick. They developed next to each other and now they're just singing in perfect. Pentatonics is the acapella group, right? But they even lost their bassist, their bass guy. And they you built, said they're they, from they, Dallas? They, yeah, they, they went to Ar- they they are from Arlington. I didn't know that actually. Yeah. Okay, interesting. They went to high school with one of my friends. All of them? Uh, the three like singer people. Oh, okay. I okay. guess they're all singer because it's an acapella group. Yeah. Uh, Scott and um. No, if you're drums on an acapella group, you're not a singer. Kevin does some crazy things though. Kevin's but cool. that's he, just he, beatboxing. He, he beatboxes and plays the the cello at the same time. That's yeah. If you, if you guys couldn't tell, the, the Mavericks got blown out tonight. <laughs> <laughs> There's just not a lot to talk about. I but think no. there. I think there is a conversation in this all though. Right, sorry, that, I, I, you got derailed. But uh, going back to what you were, what, we do what you asked, yeah, okay. Um, you have your Jokic and Luka. Maybe yeah. the Nuggets are just a hard one to look at because they've just done such a great job. What the Mavericks can take away is, all right, maybe we stop. I don't know if you said this before the show or at the start of the show where they just build something and then tear it down completely yeah. to the studs and then build it, try to build something new. Maybe we stop that and instead we take a much more calculated approach to our trades. Or You know what? We don't have to make a trade. And I think what they did in the summer signals that that's maybe where they're headed yes. by going younger, by saying, hey, we could go out and get Clint Capella. You know, we could go out and get Aiton. Oh, my God. Nurkish. I'm so glad. After the, after the game this weekend, I'm so glad they didn't go to the I tweeted out all of these all of these sinners that everyone all summer said we need to trade this person for, this person for, this person. They are terrible. Lively they is better than them. Stink. Yeah, Lively not only is better than them, but it's like – comfortably lively is comfortably better than Clint Capella. Currently he is comfortably better than Aiton who do, like, I, I don't even know if he wants to play basketball. I mean, I, you just watch the games. I don't know if Aiton wants to play the sport. Like God bless him. He, he might just be one of those guys you hear. There's about just, time there's just cooler like, things to do in Portland. I think. Yeah. <laughs> but you hear, especially the tall guys. It's funny because in basketball, you hear this. I feel like more, which is like, yeah. dude, I'm just tall. <laughs> like I had to play <laughs> basketball. I'm tall and athletic. I don't even really like it, but I had to do it. But, um, they, I think the Mavericks signaled that that was a direction they were looking to head because they yeah. could have gone out and gotten all of those guys, but they didn't. And um, I don't know. Everyone just keeps tweeting me these like trades. Should we trade this guy for this guy? 
I, I'm starting to think the Mavericks might be quiet at the trade deadline. Well, have you, you've heard my my theory on the trade, right? If they're going to do a trade this year, it'll be at the trade deadline. They'll use the, the second-round picks as the lube to get a trade through, right? Like, that's what it was last year. We, we're sitting crazy, around the, it, Crazy wording? We were, it's been my wording this whole time, and I'm, sti- <laughs> I'm sticking with it. it that they, they were sitting around, and we were like, oh, that player would be great for the Mavs. That player would help the Mavs. They just didn't have any second-round picks to push one through, right? Yeah. And so they've got that now. And so they'll do something like that. They'll do a smaller trade to like add to this and, and hopefully a player that can be like part of the future and like moving mm-hmm. forward and not just a, you know, a rental one-year guy. And then after the draft, they'll have three first round picks they can trade. And that's when I think a trade will come or they'll get their Aaron Gordon type piece. You know, the, yeah. the Drew Holiday, Aaron Gordon, that's, that's the piece the Mavs are missing. We thought, mm-hmm. I thought there's a small chance that Grant Williams could, could blossom into becoming that. We've seen crazier things. Look what Brunson just, you know, look what Brunson just did over the last couple of years. He went yeah. from that type of player that Grant Williams was to like a number one option or probably a, at best a number two option. So we thought that and I'm like, all right, well, that's not happening. You could, I could see Derek Lively, Definitely becoming that Michael Porter Jr. type like status of, of player. I mean, he's, yeah. he may already be uh, in, as impactful as he is. And so the Mavericks, their Mavericks are heading their way there, but they have to figure out the Luka Kyrie chemistry. The chemistry that I saw from Denver in both of these games, the Mavs have played against them, both on offense and on defense. Defense may be even more important. Uh, yeah. De- Denver didn't play their their best defensive game, but felt like the Mavericks had to fight for every basket they got. Luka had to fight for every basket that that he got, and it. It feels like the Mavericks just need to build on that. And so that's why this whole season I've been saying the Mavericks just need to figure out which of these players are building blocks going forward. They've got to yeah. figure it out. And it looks like they've, I think at least they've got one with Grant Williams. I think the, t- the team definitely believes it. Um, XM is maybe emerging as one that, that you can. Derek Jones Jr. seems to be emerging as one that you can. Like we're, we're starting to see it kind of piece together here. Yeah. And again, that this is what they signaled. They're not, they did not signal that this was an all or nothing make or break. If we don't win this year, Luca's out type of, year because they would have made the panic we need Clint Capella immediately trades like they would have done all of that and they didn't and uh I agree I think this is I mean this team's not winning the finals this year they're just I mean crazier things have happened I guess but it would be shocking if this team made a finals run and that's okay like you said this is like kind of a it's not a rebuilding year that's the wrong word but it's sort of a let's see where we are at the end of this year and who who we have year more than anything else if Jokic like Tears his Achilles or something like that. I could <laughs> see them. Glass. <laughs> I could see the Mavs making a run in that way, but but that you don't want like if you have to have some kind of contingency in front of you. Yeah, they're not an inner circle contender. Right, not yet. But that, but again, that's fine though. That was what I thought. I, I going into the season, I said, hey, if they win, if they look much, if they do look much better in the regular season, which they already have, and they win a playoff series, to me, that's successful. We've we're building on it. Okay, we've laid the groundwork. We lost in the second round or whatever, but we know exactly what we need to do and we're going to do it. That to me is a successful season. If you're like, God, I mean, in my chat tonight during the stream, there's people like having meltdowns after a loss like this. Like, guys, you might need to take a couple months off. I'm being, I'm, and I'm not saying that to be mean. I'm actually saying it in a nice way, looking out for your mental well being. I'm going to zag on that. At this point, so Matt Moore was HP basketball on Twitter was saying about saying something like that too. I said something positive. I, <laughs> I said he's like I said something positive on Twitter and people are still coming after me. There's no winning when the Mavericks lose. Yeah, and you know what? I'm just gonna let people do it. Whatever you want, let it all out. Let no, your frustration no. out. You know, and like, like I'm just gonna not expect 
better from, from from some fans at this point right in my I career got, covering the mavericks like it's just gonna happen it just I'm is i'm trying to gatekeep i'm just actually because i did this is exactly what i do with the dallas cowboys so i'm speaking from personal experience <laughs> i got so angry at the cowboys they used to ruin my entire week so i said you know what i hate this team i didn't watch them at all last year and my life was wow. so much better wow. genuinely my life was much improved so if you're like it's the middle of december the mavericks just lost they're missing four guys to the best team in the west and if you're just like so worked up and upset by that, I just think it might be for the best if you come back around the trade deadline. Oh, we traded for Pascal Siakam? Or live your Mavs life through Locked On Mavs and slightly biased on, on YouTube. True. Right? True, but maybe maybe don't watch the games live. We'll help you. We'll we'll keep we'll keep you covered for everything that you need, right? I just I just And uh, then come and then come back and then check back in, you know? I'm just but I think they are building towards that, though. I think For they sure. recognized that doing this whole, oh, this didn't work out. All right, just tear it all down. We'll try it again. This didn't work out. Tear it all down. We'll try it again. It's not a winning formula. Like, it just doesn't work. The only person it's ever really worked for is LeBron, and he's LeBron. But Luka should be LeBron, though, is the, is the thing. Like, But he's not LeBron. <laughs> and also, that those arrows were so different than this one right now. Yeah, Th- this arrow is so talented. Like, you just look top to bottom. I mean, people were talking themselves into the Wizards. This year, which was a ridiculous thing to do. Now looking back at it, I was talking myself in the Pistons. You're like, oh, that's such a talented team. If anybody <laughs> takes a step forward, they'll be like a fringe. And now they've lost 23 straight games. So. Yeah. Also, LeBron's like tearing it down and building it up was like, okay, Dwayne Wade, who at the time was a top seven player in the league, and then Chris Bosh was like a top 12 <laughs> player in the league. What he did and when then, he came back to Cleveland though was pretty much a tear down. Yeah, but Kyrie was like a top 15 player in the league at that time too. So it wasn't like he was just by himself on these teardowns, which Luka kind of has been. It's been like an injured KP and a not yet blossomed to Brunson. Mavs related. Well, you could say Kyrie was a top 15 player then. I think Kyrie now is better than Kyrie then. I don't think you can say he's a top 15 player right now. No, I don't. I don't. I mean, he just isn't that crazy. There's just so many good players in the NBA. That's what that's what I mean by like the depth of the league. He started the all-star game last year. He was a starter, right. right? Voted as a top 10 player in the league. Uh, obviously with like positions and stuff, it's weirder, but pretty much around a top 10 player in the league. And yeah, I think if you want to say he's like in the twenties, I think that's, you know, there's a lot of great players. That's not a knock on Kyrie. You look at guys that have just taken leaps that are probably ahead of him right now. like SGA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, SGA is a top five player in the league. Yeah. And so you just look at that. (laughs) I genuinely believe that. I know your SGA propaganda. I, I, I need to I get you on Locked On Thunder with Rylan. I need my to- <laughs> preseason top 100 list. I had Shea fifth, and everyone and everyone yelled at me. <laughs> I had him ahead of Tatum and Bead. I saw the vision. Tatum, 50, 50, 2020. I saw a tweet this weekend that said Tatum is the only NBA player that it truly, truly gets slandered just for his basketball. Ability. Yeah, I saw that too. <laughs> that was funny. It's very true. <laughs> I'm like, uh, yeah, I thought about it too. I was like, yeah, he really just takes people care of business. <laughs> People get in the most ethical arguments only about yeah. Jason Tatum. You bring anybody else in, it's about Luca being fat or, you know, arguing with yeah. the refs. It's about, you know. That was so. a funny tweet. I saw that tweet. Too. There you go. All right. We'll be back tomorrow, and uh, we'll we'll break down more of the, the Mavericks and talk about what they're going to do going forward. Uh, slightly and I will be back on Wednesday. Mavs Clippers. Ooh, eight in a row for the Clippers. They're a lot better than the Clippers. Well, they're not better than the Clippers team that the Mavs saw last time, but definitely the time before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's two games this weekend. Rockets and Spurs will have you covered for those. Dana Larson will be back on Thursday as well. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom.